Hi, and welcome to the Authors Lighthouse Podcast, helping writers and emerging authors navigate the choppy waters of publishing. I'm your host, Karen Schober, indie author and author consultant. Hello, and welcome back. On this week's show, we're going to look into the author's mindset. Writing is not just putting words on paper, but it is also a mental workout. We are distracted by so many things that even the most disciplined writers can get distracted. Mindset can be a delicate idea, one that is easily set off track or completely derailed. I was working on another topic for the show and had to stop. I knew what I wanted to say, but it was just coming out wrong. It delayed the show because I was getting more and more frustrated with what was showing up on the page. Everything was wrong with it, the tone, the message, and it was like pulling teeth to get the words on the page. And it wasn't writer's block either. It just wasn't coming close to the vision that I had for the piece. And then add in some procrastination because I was getting more upset with it. And that all equals not getting the work done and missing missing creating a new show on time. This does happen from time to time. We have brilliant ideas, but then it shows up dead on arrival once it hits the page. But what should we do? Should we push forward or give up? Honestly, there is no correct answer but it is a decision you need to make. You will never have all the time or motivation or energy to complete all the writing projects we want to do or have to do. There are projects I don't wanna do, but they are valid reasons that they must get completed, like for work, freelance, or for school. Those we have to slug through and get done, but the ones we get to choose, what is the best for the project? There's two sides to the coin, finish or not. If we gave up on it, the great thing is, if you saved it, it might be used or worked on later. A saved project that didn't get completed could have a nugget that could also be used later in another piece. It doesn't matter if it's a Word document or something written in a notebook. I throw away nothing I have written. Maybe I wasn't in the right mindset to work on that piece, and maybe it was just crap. Sometimes time will make all the difference. A fresh perspective can turn a piece around and we didn't waste time slugging through something that would not work at the time and would probably get worse before it got better. Giving up or even taking an extended pause can help. Giving up means we can stop lambasting ourselves on how crappy things are. And of course, We are our own worst critic. It is easy to listen to that voice inside our heads telling us what we are writing is crap. It's the same voice I hear when I'm deep in the editing process and it really is just self-doubt. This doesn't mean we should stop. It's one thing to abandon a project, but it's another thing to stop writing, stop creating. Sometimes finding a smaller project to work on can be a good cleanse for the writing machine. Knock it out, feel good about it, and the sense of accomplishment of finishing a project. Who doesn't love checking off something from the to-do list? Sometimes even that act can unblock us and maybe, with some backtracking, fix the element or elements that threw us off center 
and brought us to a screeching halt. I currently have a project that I'm struggling to get done. It is not one I can set aside for when I'm ready for it. It's not the stuff I normally write, which is a bit of a challenge for me. I've been dragging my feet getting it started and the deadline is very, very close. With this scenario, I have to dig down and just do it. When it happens, what works best for me is to verbally throw it up on the screen, get down and dirty and pound out those words. I know when I go back to revise, I can make it pretty, but when there is a specific word count that needs to be satisfied, I have a bad habit of getting my point across in such fewer words than the assignment requires. One of my writing friends calls adding to the project after the first draft flourish and fill. And that's what I end up having to do. I worry that it won't have the same tone or distract from the original thoughts. But if I ever go back and read something that I needed to add filler to, I usually can't tell what the original writing was versus the filler. So my internal drama is usually for nothing besides to torture myself while I'm working on it. To get myself geared up for this project, I'm doing two things. One, by working on this one, not only to get something off my to-do list, but to get act as a warm-up. I get my creative juices working and start my brain getting in the right mood for pounding out 1,500 words of a research paper. If I can, I also pop on my headphones and turn on Brain.fm. Brain.fm is an app that is more than white noise. You choose the music you need, be it relax, increase focus, or even sleep. From there, you can choose what you're doing. I usually choose the focus, so I'll click on writing or reading depending on what I'm doing, and away we go. The next thing I know, the project is done, or at least a large chunk is complete, and I feel accomplished. There is some real deal science into the music that is used to help the brain be in the right mode. I recommend this service because it helps me buckle down and get stuff done, especially when I need to, but don't want to. In the show notes, there will be a link for Brain FM and you can get a, tri a $1 trial for the first month. Remember that is, Remember that this kind of issue comes up with every author. We all have that little voice telling us that our story or our writing is crap, but it's up to us on how we deal with it. We don't have to let it control us, and there's always another project to work on. The more we write, the less that voice speaks to us, and hopefully, the more projects we complete. Today's show was brought to you by my favorite non-writing software, Canva. Being an author means having to market your own materials, no matter if you're indie or trad. Instead of hiring someone, using Canva can help you create your own graphics for things like social posts and printed graphics without the learning curve of other programs. With an easy to use platform, customizable templates, it makes things ready to go and creating a breeze. I use them for all my social media, create podcast tiles, and even around the house. I use Canva for any kind of image editing I could need. Canva is a growing platform with over 18 million users worldwide. 
It helps users create stunning and intuitive designs that can be used for social media posts, website graphics, and even printed materials. Users can do anything from graphic design to video editing. Go to partner.canva.com AHL to set up your own free account and start designing right away. Today's word of the day is dust jackets. What are dust jackets? They are a piece of paper that wraps around a hardcover book to protect the cover. They were originally used to wrap around the printed pages that were not bound, but have evolved to a wrap around a hardcover book to protect it or to add additional art to the cover that may or may not be printed on the hardcover book itself. Today, it is merely decorative and is not essential to the book because of the advancements in printing materials. For the publisher, it is an added cost, but it also gives the publisher additional area to print information because of the inside flaps. While it is something that is needed to be protected, long ago, the dust jacket was needed to protect the delicate covers. This is not the case anymore, but in some locations, like libraries, they prefer dust jackets for the books on their shelves. There are five parts to the dust jacket. The front and back cover, the two inside flaps, and the spine. The trend of dust jackets is to have the same cover or a more elaborate front cover than the book itself. The back cover has accolades or a summary of the book or nothing. This can vary from from the book cover. The spine is usually the same, and the two inside flaps usually have the author's bio on one and either publisher's information or book summary on the other. When designing the dust jacket, it is usually best practiced to center the spine information and not to have abrupt transitions between the front and spine areas. The dust jacket is folded, not scored, and is literally wrapped around the book. This leaves room for slight variations in the placement of the dust jacket in relation to the cover in the manufacturing process. It would make it look like there's a flaw in the printing process while still being within design specifications. And that is the dust jacket. In publishing news, I was going to discuss the antitrust hearings of Penguin Random House, and that will be discussed in a future show, but this is a bigger news item to me. On Friday, August 12th, Salman Rushdie was stabbed while on stage in Western New York. As Mr. Rushdie entered the stage area, he was attacked by Hadi Matar, allegedly attacked, a 24-year-old New Jersey resident. It was reported from that he was stabbed over 10 times and received injuries to his liver, eye, and nerve damage. According to his son, he spent two days on a ventilator but can now speak and is in good spirits as he begins his long path to recovery. He is also most likely to lose his injured eye. Hadi Matar was taken into custody and pled not guilty on charges of attempted murder and assault. He is held in custody and with no bail until his trial begins. Iran has denied 
any involvement in his attack, and Hadi Matar has no links to the Islamic Revolutionary Guard. But why was he attacked? In 1989, Salman Rushdie published his novel, The Satanic Verses, which was viewed as blasphemous by the late Iranian Supreme Leader Ayatollah Khomeini and called for a fatwa or death sentence because of the book. It was not the only death threat that Mr. Rushdie has received over his writing career, but certainly the most famous. While, the while there is still a trial to be held, I hope that Mr. Rushdie continues to recover and that due process is served. What have I been up to? I've been working on a few other projects plus finishing up the semester of school. Lots of writing to do and a deadline that must be met. I hope to be getting back to a bit more creative work in the near future. Thank you for listening to this week's show. This was the Author's Lighthouse Podcast, a Fireball Studio production. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at the Author's Lighthouse. And if you like the show, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform. It really helps the show get discovered. If you have a question or a show topic you'd like to hear about, email me at karen at theauthorslighthouse.com. And if you really like the show, please consider supporting it. You can do that at patreon.com slash authorslighthouse. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Authors Lighthouse. Every little bit supports the show. Thank you for listening and have a great week.